In the past, the council adopted a policy of hold the line by stabilizing the cliffs. But under the new shoreline management plan, the policy is now no intervention. This will allow the natural process of erosion to continue with devastating consequences for some local people. When we first come down here, I was doing the cliffs, which you've obviously seen along the leads. Uh, and when we first done our house, they were actually supposed to be coming up, as far as we knew, they were coming up to um, Bell Farm Lane. But then they just stopped for no apparent reason. So nothing's been done. So, you know, what can we do? In the coming years, there will be some serious risks to both property and to people's land uh, as the coastline erodes. The central government is currently looking at ways of dealing with that in terms of um, possibly compensation and various other mechanisms through the adaptation strategy, which is currently under preparation. That may look at mechanisms for actually relocating people um, where they're at risk. And indeed, there are a number of properties here on the Isle of Sheppey that will start to feel that, certainly within the next five to ten years. Um, but as time goes on, the number of properties affected will, will increase. We are the last house in the lane. And whenever we've approached anybody about it, no one seems to want to want to know. As where we stand on compensation, if something happens, I don't actually know. People are extremely irritated with what they see as a social injustice, that they moved to an area, they got planning permission, they were sitting there, they created an economy, they're living happily, and all of a sudden there's a threat that there'll be no further protection and they're left with nothing at all. Come on, darling. So you can see why it is that the natural and instinctive political reaction of communities faced with this is to demand that the area is protected above all else. A house is the biggest single investment anyone makes. Um, how we um, can start to ensure that people can see our decision making is fair and, and um, transparent um, is going to be an increasingly big issue. Um, we're trying to use an approach of engagement with communities rather than announcing our decisions to them so that they feel as if they have an input into the decisions that are taken. But we also need to make sure that, that uh, they understand uh, we cannot um, provide everybody with the same standard of protection um, because the country cannot afford to do that. And therefore there is an issue of where is it cost effective to defend and where is it more effective to retreat. Holding the line means literally reinvesting in the defence which is currently in place. But if you get to these vulnerable coastlines, not just in the United Kingdom, but all around the world, where you can only hold the line by recreating the beach, which is constantly being taken away by intensive tides and intensive wave action and more intensive current. If you don't reinvest in the beach by taking sediment from the sea and dumping it on the beach and creating a whole new beach, then any coastal defence will fail because it will be undermined by the sea. So you can see that the process of trying to hold the line is increasingly expensive, especially if you have hard defence, because you have to hold the beaches in front of all hard defences, otherwise they're designed to fail. The first generation of shoreline management plans mainly had hold the line type policies, but this generation of shoreline management plans are taking into account the recent DEFRA guidance on climate change, and we're starting to now to understand that that in the in within the shoreline management plan policies, we need to start um, adapting 
to the forecast sea level rise and starting to influence land use um, planning policies primarily, but, but over time start to build new defences on different lines that are more sustainable.